Well, we've been in this series called Living Proof. And uh, we started out talking about this idea of five facts about, about, um, about fruitfulness and why it's so important. And I just wanted to remind you, why is it so important for us to, to live out this faith that God has called us to live? Well, Jesus says this. In Matthew chapter 5, he says, now this is kind of the paraphrase, Jared version, message translation, NIV, all mixed together because I don't have it memorized perfectly. But in Matthew chapter 5, he says this. He says, he says you are the light of the world. You're the light of the world. In the, in the message translation, he says, he says, you're the light that brings out the God colors of this world. That when we live fruitful lives, when we, when we allow the Holy Spirit control of who we are, that there is a light that shines in us and through us and around us and around us that people see Jesus from. He also says, not only are you the light of the world that brings out the God colors in this world, he says, you're the salt of the earth that brings out the God flavors of this world. That's, that's the message translation, Jared version of it. Um, but just, just kind of think about that. What is, salt enhances things, right? When you put salt into, you know, your favorite meal or on a burger or whatever, it, it doesn't mask the flavor, but it brings out the flavor. It makes it a little bit tastier. And what if we began to see ourselves as the type of people that bring out God's flavor, God's life, God's impact into the world around us? Think about the opportunity that we have. Think about when, we, when we're connected to the Holy Spirit and we allow Him lordship of our life. Think about the power that is at our fingertips. I mean... When Haley and I, um, we have this game that we do sometimes when we get home from work. She'll, she'll say, what, uh, what's your battery on your phone? Because it's like a little contest to see, you know, who has more battery life. Um, and she'll say, uh, I don't know why. Well, I do know why. It's because I have like a phone addiction. And when she gets home from work, my battery is like at 12%. You know, there's like very little life left. And that's probably, it's only at 12 because I've probably charged it like two or three times during the day. And she'll look at me and she'll say, well, well, my phone's at 88%. You know, because she hasn't been on it. She's actually been working. And I've been on my phone. I'm, I've been working, but I'm just saying, I've been working. You know, it takes a lot of battery to, to call people, right? Um, and it, I was thinking about that whole issue of cell phones and, and, and batteries and cords and cables. I mean, literally, my phone is a useless paperweight if it's not connected to a power source regularly. I mean, you get that, right? It's such a normal thing about life that, that we see and we experience. But it's the same thing with us in our lives, in our ability, in what we can do for the kingdom when we plug in to the power of the Holy Spirit. Paul wrote this in Galatians 5.22. He says, he says, the fruit of the Spirit is this, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. That when you allow the Holy Spirit control of your life, when you allow him to be Lord, that this is the stuff that spills out. Well, how do we do that? I became a professional farmer 
a few years ago when I planted my first garden in my backyard. Um, at least I acted like I was, right? And uh, I had this garden box. And one of the things that I learned um, about producing fruit and vegetables and all those things is that a plant is pretty useless if it doesn't have good roots. I don't know if you've ever planted strawberries before, but when you plant a strawberry bush, they tell you the first year that, that the bush is in the soil that you don't allow it to grow strawberries, that you pluck off every berry and every flower. And, and, and strawberry bushes have this tendency to like shoot out these little runners. I don't know what they're called. But they're, they're these little long vines that go out of the box and they try to find things to grab onto and then they kind of plant themselves you know, in these other areas. And they say, every time you see one of those, you clip it off. Because you don't want it, you don't want it to do that just yet. Because if you, if you do it right and you, and you don't allow the nutrients to be wasted during that first year and you focus it solely on those roots, man, that next year, that strawberry bush is going to go crazy. I mean, it's just going to blossom and it's going to grow because it's all about the roots. It's all about the roots. Roots are really important to a plant, right? Roots is what gives it stability. You know, if it has bad roots and a wind comes through, it just pulls it right up and takes it out into the, out into the desert or wherever. That's what a tumbleweed is, right? It's, just, it's a plant that didn't have good roots and it's now tumbling. It gives it nourishment. You know, that's where it soaks up all that nutrients to grow and to flourish. It, it's where it drinks its water. I mean, it gets a little bit of water through its stem and through the leaves, but the majority of its water consumption is from its roots. It, it's, what, it's what defends it against sickness. That if a tree or a bush has, or a plant has great roots, it's less likely to get sick than if it has... Weak roots. It fights off the enemy. It, it produces seeds. It's the fruit comes from the root and what it's soaking up. It, it's the life force of that little plant. I mean, you can take a bush and a plant and you could cut off at the trunk and some will grow back if the roots are good. If the roots are good. But if you take a plant and you cut off its roots and you stick it... It, it may not grow back because its roots are so important. And so are ours. What if we what if we got really concerned about our roots? What if we became really concerned about digging our roots deep down into the Holy Spirit into Jesus? I mean it's it's not rocket science, guys. We we get deep roots into the Holy Spirit when we get into his word. Right? I mean, when we, when we figure out what he's all about, we read what he's trying to tell us, and we listen to his Holy Spirit through what he's written, I mean, that's, that's one of those root-digging things that we secure deep into. We, we get deep roots when, when we pray. You could have a hundred women in this room, and if my wife said my name, I would know where she is. Right? Because I hear it all the time. She's like, Jared, are you kidding me? God, you're so misbehaved, Jared. I hear that all the time. And so if anybody else was to say my name, other than my wife, I would know, I would know when my wife says my name. It's not that different when God says our name. When we listen for his voice, 
and we talk to God, and we do this thing called prayer, and we pour out our heart to him, and we pause, and we listen, and we dig into his... There's a familiarity. Is that, did I say that right? Yeah. That's a tough word. Familiarity that happens when we start listening to the voice of God. My cousin Eric, I think I've told you this story before when he was in college. He asked his pastor one time, how do you, how do you hear the voice of God? How do you do this? And his pastor said, listen, Eric, it's, it's really important for you to understand that the Holy Spirit's speaking to you all the time. And one of the things that makes it easier for you to hear his voice is when you start obeying what you think you hear him saying. That, it, it, that the more you obey and the more you do what you think he's telling you to do, the more you become in tune with hearing his voice. And so my, so my cousin was getting gas one day, and he was at a gas station. That, I told you the story, right? I, I, some of you may have heard it. You may have missed that week. Um, he was at this gas station. He was pumping his gas full of car, his car full of gas. And he heard, he just felt this, this, this urge, this desire, this need to buy gas for the gentleman that was next to him. It was a really big, um, like Eric said, he was like six foot seven, um, African-American guy, really broad shoulders. And Eric was, you know, six foot tall, little skinny white guy. And he was probably 40 at the time, 35. And Eric was like 21 at the time. So you can imagine how that could be a little intimidating for someone. Um, And so so he just said, you know, I was a little intimidated. I didn't even know how this guy was going to react. But I just walked up to him and I said, sir, um, I really feel like God's telling me to buy your gas today. The guy's like, what? He said, I want to buy your gas. And I think, I think God's telling me to do that. And the guy was like, okay. And so, so before he could put his car in, his card in, Eric went inside, paid for the guy's gas, and came back out. And um, he said this big, this big man um, pumping his gas started crying. Eric's like, what is going on? He said, sir, is everything okay? He said, he said, no, everything's not okay. He said, I, um, I got in a fight with my girlfriend. I live with her. And it was a really bad one. And I don't think we're going to make it. But when, we, when, we, when I left today, she told me, you know, I, I hope somebody shows you God's love today. And he said, you did. And right then and there, in the, beside a pump of a Chevron station, my cousin Eric led this man to the Lord. Just because he heard a, a little voice in his heart that he was obedient to. See, when we start listening and we start following and we start obeying, the crazy things takes place. We get our deep, our roots deep down in him when we surround ourselves with the body of Christ. When we have those people that speak into our lives and allow the Holy Spirit to speak through them to us. Have you ever had a conversation with somebody in our church and they said, you know, I really appreciate you sharing that with me. I needed to hear that today. Or, or they've said this something to you and you've thought, man, that, that was from God to me. That's that community that takes place and the Holy Spirit uses each of us to pour out His love and His grace. And we do it, we get our roots deep down in Him by just simply doing ministry by using the gifts that he gave us. I mean, just think, just think of what difference we can make in this place in our community if 80 to 100 God-following, Holy Spirit, 
led people decided to do something good for the kingdom. Think about what that would do for us and for you and your families as you saw God use you to make a difference in someone's life. Our roots get deep in Him when we obey and we do what He's calling us to do. For the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. This is what happens when we allow Him to be Lord of our life. This is what spills out of us. Father, we're grateful. We're grateful that You don't leave us the way we are, that You don't give up on us. We're grateful that You have something great for us and that You want to to minister through us and to empower us and to strengthen us and to draw us deep and close into a relationship with You. Lord, I pray that we would be light for this world, that we would be salt. God, I pray that we would use those gifts that You've given us to make a difference in this community. Father, I pray that we would speak life and hope into our family, to our church body, to our group, so that we can encourage the growth and spur one another on to good deeds, is what you say in Hebrews. Father, what a, what a beautiful opportunity we have, Lord. God, I pray, just as we close out this service with worship and connecting with you, that we would allow your Holy Spirit to speak to us today. Do something good in us, Lord. Love you, praise you.